Welcome back to Guys Gavin Gridiron, everybody. I'm Josh McSwain here with my co-host AJ Torres, and today we got us a round one mock special coming on. We are going to go through and give our predictions for each of the 32 picks of the first round of the draft. Now, AJ, are we going to be doing any trades, or are we not going to worry about that? Uh, I think one thing that would actually make this a little bit better is uh, I think we could. Uh, I think there's a few things that could be in the mix. Uh, to make it easy, did you not want to do trades and just talk about uh, the what ifs at the end? I think that's how I'd like to go because trades get way too complicated. There's no real way to predict who's going to trade up or down. Very true. Uh, spoiler, there's going to be one team who is a playoff team, and I don't see them adding 12 rookies. We'll get to that later on in the show after we're done with the draft. So uh, we'll get right into it right now. So uh, for the number one pick, first overall, and these rankings constantly change. Right now, we're looking at uh, Pro Football Focus doing the draft through them. The rankings have changed a little bit, and thank goodness. Uh, who do you have Jacksonville taken? Well, I'm not sure that this is who I would pick if I were them, but just based on what I've been hearing recently, I think they're going to take Trayvon Walker. And... Uh, let's see. ADP ranks them at an average th- 6.3 on the list. Pro Football Focus ranks them as number 12. And also, Ari Mirov from Pro Football Focus, he said, you know what? I think the Jags are taking them. I don't agree with this at all. I think you want to try to go a certain direction. And I think if you're a few teams, and by that I mean Jacksonville and the Jets, where I'm trying to worry about that offensive line. And for those people who think there's nothing wrong, uh, Zach Wilson's running like a dead duck, and Trevor Lawrence needs to develop better. Well, dead ducks don't run very fast. I thought you were going to say a chicken with its head cut off, but I think we get your point. (laughs) Well, and you make a very good point as well, but I'll agree with this one, Trayvon Walker, as much as it irks me. Ugh. Okay, so number two. The other thing we have to remember is Jacksonville is enamored with SEC defensive ends. Remember when they traded up for Derek Harvey, then later they picked Jarvis Moss, all them. This is a guy from Georgia. Those were two Gators, but still. Oh, remember C.J. Henderson? Yeah, screw it. They'll probably take some random guy from Florida with the top pick. (laughs) C.J. Henderson, eesh. So Okay, I kid, I kid, but Walker is our consensus, and we're going to move on. So Detroit is interesting with number two. Now, I see them really seeing if they could trade down, but uh, I'm not sure if me and you are on the same page here. But for me, for a team that needs everything, somebody – and you drafted, a, I think, the best tackle in the draft last year. You're not going to do that again. Why not start with pass rush? Go Aiden Hutchison. I had the same thing. I don't think they could let a folk hero at Michigan. Ann Arbor's just down the road from Detroit. Like, they won't pass that up. Jersey sales would be through the roof. Absolutely. Not only that, but uh, 
not only that, but for anyone saying uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, Dan Campbell said he himself is not impressed with him. So on to number three. So you are a Texans fan. I've always been wondering what you've been thinking about, and I do see that wide grin your face, Tex. So what do you have going for number three for Houston? Now, it says every position here, but again. Yeah, I know. I saw that. <laughs> which is which is the only team that has this. But uh, for me, I'm kind of thinking the same direction as the, the Jets <laughs> and the Jags. I, I would go tackle here, but what are you thinking? You know, it's great you mentioned that. I was just smirking because I was like, my time to shine. So, I'm on board with getting some help on the offensive line to help Davis Mills. Laramie Tunzel, I think his contract is up after this next season. We would probably have to keep, well, shell out a lot of money to keep him. So, looking for a guy who could bolster the pass protection up here. I'm going to go with Ike Maquanu. Really? Now, yeah, I mean, him and Evan Neal, it was a toss-up for me. Obviously, Evan Neal's a little bit bigger, but, you know, even at only 310, Aquanu has gotten really good grades, run blocking as well. I just feel like, in addition to what you sent me about Evan Neal and his health-related so, issue. So, I don't think it's going to so, drop him that much, so but so I think it might have Aquanu getting a slight edge and going number three. So let me text you about how that... Uh, let's go over over, the, over that way I messaged you with. So what happens is Ari Merov of Pro Football Focus, he mentioned that... I just pulled this thing up just to make sure that I'm as accurate as I can. So it's been said that he started 40 out of 41 games, only missed one game due to COVID-19, not knocking him. The COVID has a quote-unquote medical recheck in April for prospects with potential red flags medically. Neil was told not to go, and Neil's camp denies there's any risks. So I'm not sure if you want to play the hypochondriac game or if that's just the sign saying, get me the heck away from the top two or top three. So you think this is a ploy by Neil's camp to drop him in the draft? That'd cost I, him money, though. It would cost him money, but if it's sure a better this. career choice and a longevity Again, it goes by the agents, but to me, it sounds like a plot. But the reason why that I'm going to agree with you with Aquamu is because everyone keeps asking me, who is the best offensive tackle? And all these reports seem to be changing it. And you know what? I always say this. If you are going to pick an offensive tackle, if you are going to pick a lineman in every single draft, especially every couple, two, three years, there's a couple of studs that really stand out. At the end of the day, it comes down to coaching, and which one does that staff say, this is the guy I like. If they see something that say, I like this quality over that guy, whether if it's uh, you know, dedication, the way he speaks, his work ethic, I can't knock it. 
they're essentially both top they're all three of them are top 10 picks you know we move on so at number four i've been arguing this thing and you know my father has been a diehard jets fan for so long and there's been a lot of pain over the years oh the the pain i've been talking to him about this and there's two guys where he says i am pissed off and there is actually from what i heard as well that they actually made a huge offer for debo as well oh really I believe it was the 10th pick, the 35th pick, the 99th, next year's second round pick, and Elijah Moore. Oh, so that it was, wouldn't be number four. But you're saying... It wouldn't be number four, it would be number 10. Which, okay. I'm not well, sure how true it is, I'm not sure if they would accept that. I can but, believe that they would make an offer like this, but let's just get into it. Who do we have here? I've got Ahmad Sauce Gardner, corner from Cincy at this pick. You know, I think that's a very good uh, pick right there. And they say there's going to be linemen later on in this draft. Is it yeah, the I number mean, one concern? Not the offensive linemen, although I, if I'm the Jets, I would probably want to add two more on that staff. Probably. There's there's a couple of things going on in my mind. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, I just do not like where this is going, for one. And number two, when you keep hearing the commentators say, oh, they have young corners, when when you start hearing that around week 16, it's like, okay, so our secondary is not any good. And with them being the top, I think there was like the top two when the most points allowed. This defense needs a lot of work. Yep. Sauce Gardner, with all the hype going to him, he is definitely not going to make it to pick 10. If nope. anyone's going to pick him up, in my opinion, depending on where it goes, it would be the Giants. So I'm going to agree here. I think this is the play. And you have a defensive-minded head coach. So I'm going Sauce Gardner, number four to the Jets. We agree. So All right. on to number five. Uh, I'm just going to go with the next best uh, tackle available. Is it Evan Neal or is it Charles Cross for their first pick? There's five and seven for them. Well, I had Neal at number five. Okay, we'll go with that. And there's nothing knocking that. So, number six. So, here is another huge debacle here. Debacle? I I don't know about huge debate, maybe. Well, the huge debacle that I've been having, and I've been trying to ask Panther fans this. I've been trying to reach out to a few of them by, you know, Twitter, YouTube videos, everything. And, boy, it's been a hoot, and, boy, those fans deserve much better. Really uh, tremendous people out there for uh, the Panthers fan base, I ought to say. It should. It, this pick is going to be Kenny Pickett. I'm pretty sure you can almost make a huge bet and tattoo it on you. 
But I just don't think it's the play at six because they're not going to have a pick until I think like 104, I think it is. I don't quite remember. But if we just want to get into it, I have Malik Willis at this pick. Malik Willis? Yep, he seems to be the top quarterback on the board. I... I'm going to disagree with you and say it's Kenny Pickett just simply because they've – I think this is the most uh, fitting for him. I just think he's most uh, NFL ready. Malik Willis, I just I just don't know. I just don't think he's that guy. And I think they're reaching for Kenny Pickett, but I just think that's their last resort. And by the way, for anyone that's wondering – the Panthers draft six overall. Their next pick is 137 overall. They do not have a Ouch. second or a third round pick. So it goes six, 137, 144, 149, 199, and 242. So this is why I think that this is the number one team to trade back because, again, the general manager has a lot of him, him and his job. Matt Rule, oh, and there's a lot of other guys on the line. The owner I'm not a fan of, and he should be notified of this because those six picks here aren't going to give them what they need. But we're both going to The thing to is, the staff here. seems enamored with Sam Darnold at this point. I think they might be willing to wait a year on Willis if need be instead of going for a quarterback that – might be more NFL ready, but has a lower ceiling in Pickett. So that's that's why I would argue for Willis. But what are we gonna what are we gonna do here? Well, I actually wanted to go Pickett here because I have Willis going to somebody else. Okay. Uh, well, you, well, you probably weren't prepared for that, were you? <laughs> well. I admit I was not, but I mean, I didn't think we'd agree a hundred percent on this. So I, I have a feeling in the top five, we would agree. I have a feeling that, uh, Trayvon Walker, I wasn't sure what was going on there. Aiden Hutchison. I thought that was set in stone. So, uh, did you want to just go pick and move on to the number seven? Sure. Let's do it. All right. So, Top on the board, so the Giants already have that tackle. They need help in the secondary. So who are you going with right now based on who's available? Honestly, I had them taking Thibodeau with this pick. Try for that smaller edge rusher in the mold of OCU Manura, Justin Tuck, that type of guy. I, I personally thought uh, Stingley, but uh, we could go with Tibbs. Now, I think this is going to be very interesting because I think there's going to be just the question of his work ethic. I think if the I think if those rumors are true, he's absolutely going to be eaten alive without a doubt about it. No questions asked. Well, have so to I think see. he could shut people up. All right, so we got Kayvon Thibodeau, number seven, two, New York Giants. Which leaves us with Atlanta Falcons, number eight. I had them taking Stingley with this pick. 
I could agree on that. Uh, so, okay. Okay. So we still have, uh, so two corners to solidify everything. They'll worry about pass rush later on. And my thought is there's a good chance that there's a quarterback later on in the draft too. Not sure right. who, who that's going to be. But there's been talk about them getting their hands on a Malik Willis. There's been talks about them with uh, Matt Corral. Simply being, I just don't think Marcus Mariota is going to be their starting quarterback, whether if they want to do a tank job or not. I guess we'll have to see on that one. Well, we're going to go Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback, LSU. Lock it in. All right. So... Here comes with Seattle. I had uh, some time to think about this one. With the departure of Russell Wilson, and I just don't think that this is a rebuilding team. It's one of those in-between phases. Because if it was a full rebuild, I think Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf would have been sold off by now. Okay. Just Maybe that's just me. So I don't think that – I think that if we're really talking about the major upgrade here, we know what Drew Locke is. Correct. I'm thinking Malik Willis goes to Seattle. Okay. I mean, I could see it with that point. I had something entirely different going on here. I had them picking Jermaine Johnson with this pick. He's an edge rusher from Florida State. Been a lot of positive reports about him recently. Said that he has a very good chance to go top 10. I think this is where he might fit. Seattle's probably thinking on a two, three year basis right now. So you so have that, uh, you have Jermaine Johnson over George Karlaftis? I do. I was surprised to see PFF rating Karlaftis so high. I know ESPN and some others have had him dropping considerably. And there's always moving and shaking. That and that's why I, I have Johnson, but at this point, if you want to go Willis, I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay. So now this is where things start to settle down. So if you go to 10th overall, it's very hard to believe that there's still one of those stud tackles left. Mm -hmm. And if you were to ask a month ago, Kyle Hamilton. Now, personally... As far as the wide receivers go, I just don't think that's it. I'd have to go Charles Cross here. And with everyone saying, oh, you got Mekhi Becton, yeah, but it's been two years and he hasn't been able to stay on the field. So guess what? Have him at right tackle, hope he stays healthy, and have Charles Cross at left tackle. Although I had them taking Garrett Wilson at this pick, I'm fine with that. You had Garrett Wilson. Ah, 
You know, I actually am happy to say because uh, that you picked him because I just do not like Drake London as a Jet. I don't. The Jets need to stay away from those guys there. It's like, hey, I'm California-born, California College, and I'm going to Jersey. It just doesn't work out for them. Have you noticed that? Well, I mean, Darnold and Sanchez are the infamous ones, but let's keep it rolling. Let's move on to number 11. So we're taking uh, Charles Cross here. You're okay with that? Yep, lock it in. Okay. So... Here we go with Washington. This gets very interesting. They need line help, but that is now off the board until later. Uh, quarterback and linebacker, but I think there's much more they could use. I think they could use another safety. I think they could use a wide receiver. Uh, what did you have for Washington? That was a really tough choice. Like you mentioned, safety, they got rid of Landon Collins, so I consider Kyle to. Hamilton with this pick. Uh, him or Devin Lloyd, although Lloyd might be a little bit of a reach, but it is an area of need. I kind of oscillated back and forth before cementing Lloyd. I, But I'm okay with something else here. So I'm, I'm kind of wondering myself, um, and I'm just kind of looking at this list too. I'm trying not to, but... Uh... I don't think pass rush is a need for him right now. Do you think the, that they would be in love with Drake London? Or do they just say we have to take Kyle Hamilton? That's kind of what I'm thinking they might do. I'm kind of leaning towards Hamilton right now. All right. Which is a shame because I was hoping he could fall to the Texans at 13, but it's eh, not that likely, and I know it. You know, there is actually speculation that uh, Walker would uh, be taken at number three by the Texans, and I think that the Texans universe is saying, oh, no, please don't. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like we couldn't use pass rush help, but what exactly is Walker going to be as a pro? I don't know. I'm not totally convinced. Well, I mean, but, have yeah, him, but and number I'm, three, you know? Well, I still think Walker will be the top pick, but let's just – do you want to lock in Hamilton and keep it rolling? I could, I'm comfortable with locking him in. Do you say the same? If not, we could talk this out. Lock it in. Okay. Vikings, what do you got Need all the me? defensive help in the world, pretty much. And offensive line. So offensive line, you're not going to have much for a while. So, yeah, not with this selection. I think if you really wanted to invest in Tyler Linderbaum, you might be able to trade down, but I just don't think anyone's going to go for it at that point because all those big flashy players like Sauce, the tackles, uh, the two quarterbacks, I think those are already snatched up. So as far as trading up for it, I'm not sure how many people would. Uh, wide receiver Probably not. is not I had a need Trent right McDuffie now. at this pick, the corner. And I think that is a great look for them because they've had really bad uh, secondary uh, support. There's a lot of injuries, a couple of guys taken off. Uh, I think this is a good need here. Now, I thought Corlaft is here, but I'm going McDuffie, go with 
We locking it in? Lock it in. All right. Now the Texans back on the board. So if we're going the direction of the defense, the pass rush needs severe help. Oh, there's no doubt about that. And the offense, on the other hand, I like how there's weapons, but outside branding cooks, there's no consistency. You're correct about that. (laughs) So my thought is, do you want to continue the offensive direction and see what you can do with Davis Mills? Because no matter what, it doesn't matter if you're tanking for a quarterback next year or not. You need a good cast to give him the tools that he needs. Or are we going with, listen, this has been a miserable pass rush for the last two years. It's enough. Let's get GK George Cole after this. Well, if Johnson's still on the board with 13, I think the Texans would jump on him. I mean, I just, I think with the way things have gone recently that Johnson will be off the board first. You think Jermaine Johnson, you like him, and you like him over Carl Aftis, right? I do. Okay. I got no issue with that. Okay, so we're going to put Jermaine Johnson the second. We're going to lock him in. Lock it in. Okay, so this this gets very interesting. Baltimore at 14. So, again... The two corners I think they really needed are off the board. I think uh, McDuffie or Sauce Gardner was something that they were hoping that they would trade up for just simply because of cap space, needs, injuries. So I'm wondering what they kind of turn up now. I think wide receiver is not an issue as it used to be. So that's not anymore. Uh, not edge rusher, but they could use somebody on the line, and they need a corner. So, what do you uh, think works here? My well, this one might I be a bit of a to, surprise, but I had them taking Jordan Davis. Ah, I Big actually had Jordan. I had Jordan Davis going to uh, another. Uh, team personally, but I think this fits the bill, and I think this fits very good for their scheme. So uh, I'm going to go with that. Jordan Davis, number 14, to the Ravens, locking it in. Lock it in. We'll see if McConaughey likes that. (laughs) Uh, I got to catch up with his show, but we shall see. Now, the Eagles... They got 15 and 18. If I go by needs now, a lot of people are saying, uh, you know, what can you do for them on offense? And I just don't think that works. The no-name weapons and Goddard have been okay. Offensive line, you're not going to reach for this place. You're going to wait longer until they fall in your lap. I only say that because the injuries that the offensive line has are getting up there in age. I say we go defense on the ball. The best defensive guy available for their needs is between uh, we got George Karlaftis and Devin Lloyd. 
personally, I'd go Devin Lloyd. They need somebody in the middle of the field. Somebody dependable. I'm thinking go defense here. I think Devin Lloyd linebacker is an issue. I I agreed. I had them taking Nakobe Dean, but if Lloyd's still on the board, he probably is the pick. All right, so Lloyd for number fifteen They're both 15 linebackers, overall. so lock it in. Yeah, we can lock in Lloyd. All right. So New Orleans. This is an interesting one because I actually had Charles Cross to him in this pick, but we've already pulled him off the board. And truly, I think the Saints would rejoice if Cross fell to them at this pick. But we're saying that doesn't happen. So now, what do they do? Do you think that they would actually reach for a quarterback like Howell or or Desmond Ritter? Probably not. So... No. Looking at the rest of our guys here, what about Trevor Denning, I think it is, the tackle from Northern Iowa? I know he's been pretty highly rated. Uh, keep going. There he is, Trevor Penning. Uh, you know, I've had I him, seen him it. around 20 in a lot of drafts, so I think, I think he is thought of more highly than what PFF is rating him at. So well, he could he, be an option here. Oh, well, there's also them picking at 19. So That's hear, hear me. another point. Hear me out here. Maybe I they would go receiver at this pick? I Yes. So I think Jameson Williams right now is – now, depending on how you put the linebackers – so we got Jameson Williams, Drake London, Garrett Wilson, and Chris Olave. Again, I'm not sure how you rank them. I think, I think Wilson's James a will... top receiver, personally. All right. So I think that they got to go receiver here because you need weapons there that are going to be consistent. Michael Thomas, I know that there was the issue with him and Sean Payton in the organization him not being able to show his mouth, him not being able to get on the field consistently. So with him only playing a handful of games, and by handful I mean as much as Christian McCaffrey has, if that, the last two years, which is really saying something. Really? It's been absolutely awful with him. With uh, Michael Thomas with that ankle injury, it's disturbing, especially with the amount of money that guy gets paid. So, okay, so 2020, he had seven games, five of them being started. And 2021, because of uh, surgery, he did not play at all. So it's about the same. So with him true, true. out of there, the last time he stepped on the field, it's just not looking good. And you can't do that when it's your number one wide receiver. This was coming from a guy that had four 1,000-yard-plus seasons, highest being 1,725. This is a hard-catch-a-year guy when healthy, which it's been two years since he's been healthy. With the contract, him being a head case, time to move on. I think uh, 
if we go by the highest receiver around, we're going Garrett Wilson? In my opinion, yes. Okay, Garrett Wilson. Which brings us to an interesting pick. So they the Chargers took tackle last year. Yes, they did. Corner, I think they're okay because if you look at that secondary as a whole, it's on lockdown. Wide receiver, if they didn't sign Mike Williams, I could see them taking Drake London in a heartbeat. California boy, California college, it works. But for here, I think you could really develop. I'm going to go Devontae Wyatt. Because I think him, Bosa, and Mac could form this three-headed dragon that are going to give quarterbacks nightmares. Possibly. And Wyatt could also bolster their run defense, which was atrocious last year. Agreed. I'm cool with that. All right. Which brings us back to the Eagles again. The Eagles and Saints, 18 and 19. Let's start with the Eagles. Uh, going through this list, I'm trying to think of who's the fit here. Again, so you think they're going to stay receiver. defense? I, I'm not necessarily sure. But one thing I would keep in mind, their offensive line is going to be uh, pretty banged up and it's old. I could also see Kelsey turn the ball over, you know, passing the torch to Tyler Linderbaum, who was the best center in America at one point. I just find that pick interesting. It's an idea. Um, I think he's going to go a little bit lower in the first round, but I think... Okay, back at 14, we had them taking Devin Lloyd, right? Yes. Okay. And I don't see them taking another linebacker. They're definitely not. Could go for help in the secondary. What about Daxton Hill from Michigan? He's a guy who has been rated a little higher than what PFF has given him. I think ESPN had, had him in their top 20. That's the thing with all these rankings. Everybody's got something different. Oh, of course. Because, I mean, look at the quarterback. Some of them have their rank. They're atrocious. Yeah, it is what it is, but I had secondary going with this one. It's so hard to think in that regard. I mean, I like Andrew Booth Jr., but again, the school might the school might factor that one. But then again, AJ Terrell went to Clemson and he's gotten really good for Atlanta. So I'm not yes. sure that would necessarily be a hindrance. So are we going offensive line, or are we trying to think of the best uh, corner available, maybe? I mean, I definitely feel you with the offensive line thing. We might go back to penning at this point. We got Bernard Heyman, uh, Raymond from Central Michigan, or we have, let's see. Zion Johnson's a guard. Tyler Smith is a tech from Tulsa. Tulsa. Tulsa, sorry. And Trevor Pennon from Northern Iowa. Out of those linemen, I would go Penning. And I think that's a, a good start. And worst case scenario, 
I have no issue with a tackle going to guard. So are we agreed on uh, Trevor Pennant? Lock it in. Okay. And here we are back at the Saints. So a couple picks ago, we took Garrett Wilson, wide receiver. And here again, with the loss of an offensive tackle, I think you got to draft one. So are we going uh, Raymond or are we going uh, Tyler Smith? Tyler Smith. Even then, I still feel like that's a little high for Smith. I think Smith is probably more an end of first round guy. Which I agree with. This is a tough one. Do you think the Saints might look at a quarterback with this pick? Do you think they might go for Howell or Ritter here? In second round, maybe, but again, with the sign of Jameis for two years and not one, that's the reason why I pumped the brakes. Okay, that makes sense. Because if Jameis is on a one-year deal, it's like, okay, competition. Two years, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you insurance? Or are you a diversion? Or do I have faith in what you can do and I want every ounce of football you have? That's what makes me slow down. And mind you, after this pick, we got Pittsburgh. So, Tyler Smith, we're locking him in? Go for it. Okay. So, Pittsburgh. So, out of curiosity for anybody who's asking, we got Howell, Ritter, Corral, all on the board. And it makes me wonder what Corral's draft stock would be if he never got hurt. But they have so many comparisons with Howell to, you know, Mitch Trubisky and Baker Mayfield, which when you hear those names, they're not great. No, they're not. Not at all. But when I look at the old school, take the best man available. Let's see. I think you're. I think they're taking. Uh, you're either taking a quarterback, or I think you're taking that last tackle. I wouldn't take Maybe. one of those quarterbacks this early, but that's me. You don't need pressure right now because of T.J. Watt. Good wide receivers on the board, which is crazy if you think about it right now. Yeah, I mean, I think receivers might be going a little earlier. If they were to take a receiver, I think it might start a run on receivers. I think there's going to be a run receivers very soon. Yeah, I mean, Juju left for Kansas City this offseason. Maybe they do look for another weapon. So do you think that fits the system, uh, Jamison Williams? Yeah, I'd say so. All right, I can agree with that because it's like, okay, we have uh, Juju leaves. There's no presence known here. They need... They need more targets for whoever's going to be throwing the ball. I assume it's Mitch Trubisky, but no matter what, you're going to need targets. Him and Harris can't do it alone. So, Jamison Williams to Pittsburgh. And I think that's an okay thing to say. All right. All right. So, I'm torn here. Does George Carlaftis finally fall into Bill Belichick's lap for a good project? 
You know, Carl Aptis seems like a quintessential Belichick guy, but I had them going receiver purely out of necessity here. We still got a lot of good receivers left. I'm just unsure because they signed two wide receivers and two receiving tight ends last year. Yeah, and where did that get them? Well, with a new system that got them to the playoffs, but then they had uh, the wind knocked out of them by Josh Allen running like a deer. The defense in that game was awful, and Max Jones couldn't recover, especially with those weather conditions. Wow. That was a brutal weather game, and Max Jones wasn't prepared for it. I understand the receivers did crap their pants, but the defense is what really stood out to me. Max Jones is trying to make plays. His receivers came short, and then the defense couldn't stop anybody. They couldn't stop a peewee team. You are correct, but do remember they also got Matt Judon from the Ravens, and I think he was one of the top sack guys in the league, at least at one point in the season he was. But nonetheless, in the, this league, you can't have enough pass rush. So... If you want to go Carl Aftis at this pick, I'd be fine with it. All right, we'll lock him in. So, right. now here is where it gets interesting with Receiver. Bay. Ah, even though they haven't for the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah, now they sent their only good receiver away, so it's kind of like Taking them a bit of a necessity at this point. Correct. So many good receivers still available. And so much Got pain Drake to be delivered. London. One guy I'd look out for here is Traylon Burks from Arkansas. He's been a fairly highly rated receiver for a little bit. It would be tough between him or Chris Olave. Olave certainly has more of that cold weather experience playing at Ohio State. I think... Burks is a little bit bigger. I personally fancy Burks a little bit more than Olave. I just think when you go by the uh, the prospect and what they need, and now obviously the school goes with that too, but I just think so far experience and what the team needs I think they would be very foolish to pass up on Chris Olave. That's the fine. Way, the way that he's disciplined, the way that he runs, I understand that some people might call him a little undersized, but they, between him, I'm sorry, between, uh, between Devontae Adams and uh, Veldez Scantley jumping ship, what target does Aaron Rodgers have? Nobody consistent. Are we going to depend on Lazard? No. I mean, if they're not going to have a wide receiver being drafted in the first round this year, you might as well have Jordan Love convert into a tight end. Might as well, but we're not going to go that far. So let's just lock in All right. Olave at this pick. Another interesting one here with Arizona. So no matter what, 
I understand the defensive side of the ball, but they've been picking defense for quite some time now. And the last couple of years they drafted defense, they flopped. This is one of the worst offensive lines in the league. It was like this way when Kyler Murray got drafted there, and nothing much has changed. And when we thought that they were going to do something about it, they found a couple guys out of the bargain bin and let them out to dry. Correct. So, I mean, offensive line certainly a consideration here. You could go Zion Johnson. That's exactly who I thought. But I would not rule out this possibility. Again, run on receivers. DeAndre Hopkins is struggling to stay healthy. Christian Kirk left. AJ Green's Basically, you want Rondale Moore as your top guy. This is why London could be a possibility for me here. The Bengals neglected their offensive line and went with Jamar Chase. Granted, I'm not comparing any of these guys to Jamar Chase, but the point is, you know, give your quarterback a target instead of protecting him. It's a bold strategy, but it did work. Yes, especially since I think the first round is going to be receiver heavy. Yeah, I so just I mean, hope. I just we hope could keep that the run on receivers going. We could. We very well could. So yeah, London Burks. Personally, I'm going Zion Johnson just because it doesn't matter what receiver you have. I think Kyler Murray's going to be dead as a duck. I think it's going to be a tragedy like uh, like when Aaron Rodgers found out that Jordan Love was drafted now wide receiver, he goes, okay, hand me the tequila. I'm going to be Joe Buck and Troy Aikman calling a football game. Hand me the tequila. Okay, then. But I have no problem with you locking in Johnson at this pick. Yeah. Kind of butting my heads with London now. Do you think that actually does seem like a flashy pick they would make, too? Yeah, potentially. So we go, we're going Zion here? or are we Either going, or. Uh, I'll let you. You know what? I'm going to just have him go Drake London here. It's the best available, too. And All they right. do need a little bit of help. So the Cowboys, I think this is very interesting. because Yeah, they, they got to help their line because it's old and it's busted. So it could be Johnson. It could be Linderbaum right here. I think I you got to go one or the other. I Maybe Linderbaum, Tyler Smith, but he, we already had him taken. So I think Linderbaum it's, would be the perfect guy where Jerry Jones just points at him and says, I like him. He's our guy. He's going to be snapping a ball at Dak Prescott. Lock it in. It just makes sense. The all The best center of America being in a cowboy uniform. What's not the like? Yeah, it would be the heir apparent to Travis Travis Frederick, who retired a few years ago. All right, so Buffalo, another hard one. It is. Not really much need here. I mean, you might be able to use, like, maybe one more pass rusher. And this is another team that doesn't develop wide receivers. All of them have been traded or signed. Correct. The only reason that I think that they could use one personally is because 
you got a couple guys like uh, Emmanuel Sanders climbing up there in age. True. Cole Beasley climbing up there in age. Well, they got rid of Beasley this offseason. Thank God. So, that's why. Up there in age. Yeah. So he took away a slot re- receiver for them. But you looking at Nicobe Dean still on the board, I truly think he'll be gone in the top 20. But, you know, a guy like that really plays the run well, has the ability to go drop into coverage. I think the Bills got to take him here. I think I, he's the best player available. Okay, and I agree there. And plus, you might as well make that defensive unit just such a lockdown. Okay. Yeah, I mean, even though it was the top defense in the league, like always me- have room for improvement with the all the quarterbacks in the AFC right now. It's okay. I don't think you can get enough defense. No way. So for Tennessee, I think you gotta go Zion here because the interior offensive line has been disintegrating the last couple of years. It has been, although they could go receiver here as well. Another Rich, guy who seems yeah, we could go with Sky Moore. Another guy to look at is Jahan Dotson from Penn State. Penn Some State. Other... Penn State offensive playmakers. Yee. Yeah, I know. I know how the history has been, but a lot of other agencies have ranked <laughs> Dotson fairly highly. I mean, him or more, I could go either way on. Or Traylon Burks, you know, an SEC guy in Nashville. Oh, I could see that happening. And a guy who is more physical. Yeah, yeah and that would definitely fit the Vrabel MO. All right. Locking think, in Burks. I think locking in Burks. Let's do it. And again, it goes by the list, but also goes by just needs, scheme. Every, no no one's going to be perfect here, but I think this one's going to be all right. So, Tampa. Okay. So, it's a, this is a very complete team, but does need some line help, and you could use uh, a guy in the line or a pass rusher. Any clue on where to lead here? Well, they picked Joe Tryon, a defensive end, at the end of the first round last year, so I don't think they'd go pass rush with this one. Um, looking at some more of the guys available, if we could just go down a little bit. Oh, Zion Johnson's still there? Yes. Oh, I, I thought we had picked him early for oh, some we... reason, but... We uh, debated him for a couple of them. We thought uh, Arizona, but we thought Drake London instead. Instead of uh, instead of him, we chose uh, Tyler Linderbaum. And the same thing with Traylon Burks chose him uh, over Zion. Okay. But with an interior defense, I'm sorry, an interior offense in need, I think Zion's the only way to go here. Yep, lock it in. Green Bay on the clock again. And it's crazy because I think these might become a little more easier because I feel like the meat and potatoes part is all gone. So here's a, propos- here's a proposition. 
since we already have a wide receiver taken, I don't think they need to draft two here. Do you go? Uh, Probably not. Do you go Rayman, the offensive tackle, to give Rodgers a little more time to throw the ball? With David Bakhtiari's recent injury history, it certainly seems like a possibility. What other tackles remain in play? The offensive tackles remain in him, and uh, it's, uh, late. they're just late second, early third rounders. Yeah. Uh, a guy that That's I would actually, one. a guy who I'd actually uh, wait for later on in the rounds, just uh, my two cents, Zach Tom, 6'4", 304 pounds, uh, 23 years old. I think he's going to be your good third-round pick to look at. But outside of Raymond, there's nobody here for the offensive tackle position. Right. And it would be surprising if he's there that late. We could I don't know. That. I've read some conflicting things about him. So he might be a late first or early second. We'll just have to see on that. What are our other options here? Who else we got? I know we got some more players on defense, like Booth, Lewis Klein, Travis Jones. I'm not sure about him in round one. I don't think Travis Jones, as much as UConn's home for me, I just don't see him being that guy. Probably just, not. Keep, just, keep looking. Do we have him go corner? Do we have him go edge? That's just a tough one. What about Daxton Hill? Like, I think he's going to be a first-round pick here. I, I just think the value with that pick on Hill is just too much to ignore. I just think if we're going to go corner, uh, personally, I just like uh, Andrew Boothmore. That's kind of the way I put it. Some people also listed Hill as a safety. I think he's a more versatile DB. Maybe that would bend in his favor a bit. This is a tough one. Very tough. I'd be willing to lock Booth in, although... Jair Alexander, I'm pretty sure he was hurt a little bit last year. Do you think they need another bookend corner? Man, I guess you could never have enough corners anymore. Uh, they did draft corner last year, but with two first-round picks, I think they can take uh, a little off the edge. I mean, I still think it's either uh, – I mean, after wide receiver, I'm just not sure what this team needs. I honestly wonder if two first-round receivers, it would be a rare thing, but they might do it. So would, is Lewis sign out of, uh, out of play here? I, I wouldn't say that he's out of play at all. He might be. I just, I'm not sure if you'd take him over, over Hill or not. I think I'd fancy Hill, but sign maybe. It's that. I mean, it's that late. They could use another guy as a second. I think corner's okay, but I was, again, I was thinking secondary. Do we go sign? Because I don't see. Uh, let's see, Emiketti. I think it's a little too early for him. 
not only that, but it's the dread Penn State. I mean, I understand the 90.5 uh, pass rush graden. <sighs> so tough. Uh, are we okay with sign? Sure. Stressful. <laughs> okay. Now a little bit more free. My Kansas City Chiefs. So, to make the, uh, this, I think, is easy. Simply because there's a lot of them here on the board. I think they need a, another wide receiver, and I think they need a corner. Because they had the Tyreek Hill situation, and they had to let go of one of their corners because he was about to make way too much money. Right. I had both going to them at this pick. And since he's right there, I think you have to. And wide receiver? Well. What receivers are available? So, at Sky this Moore. Point, Sky Moore, George Pickens, Jalen Telbert. Uh, Jahan Dotson. It'd be either Dotson or Moore with this pick. It's actually crazy because I've heard some people mention Christian Watson too. But uh, I don't know. I'd rather go with Sky Moore based on what I'm hearing. I mean, it's kind of a little... Yeah, hold on that thought. Which one was I thinking of? I mean, George Pickens it definitely has more size. But again, coming off a knee injury, otherwise his stock would be much higher. There's no real big physical guy that I'm seeing at off of this list. I mean, Dotson's only 5'11 at about 180 pounds. That's kind of small on that side. Yeah. You don't really have a big physical guy. Well, Watson, there you go, 6'4", 210. I think it would be a reach, but maybe they do it. I think this might be a second-round pick, really. I would agree if they think that he's going to be there at that point in time. I just think at the moment, it just seems if we go by height and size... Again, George Pickens off the knee injury, I'm not sure if I like. Dotson, just a little too small for me. I'm going Sky Brown here, personally. All right, I'm cool with that. I'm just not comfortable reaching that much for Christian Watson. All right, Sky Moore it is. Okay, the Bengals. Basically, they need anything offensive line. Well, I mean, I know they signed Kappa in the offseason to help bolster that unit. But, again, I had them with Kenyon Green. As did I. All right, we can lock it in. The reason why I agree with this one is because I understand the last two signings. But when you have a playoff game and your quarterback somehow wins while getting sacked nine times, that means you take whoever is doing the best at that time, and if they start to slump, guess what? You got to keep rotating, guys, because I don't care what you do. I don't care what play call it is. I don't care who's on the field. You cannot have your quarterback get sacked nine times and expect to win the game. No, you cannot. Green it is. And finally, 
This one you could play around with. Oh, Detroit yeah. Detroit Lions, number 32, the last pick of the draft. I had them picking a quarterback here. Hmm. I thought about that a while back. The question is, who? It, it could go either way. I really hadn't seen a lot of Sam Howell. I saw no, more no. of Desmond Ritter. And the thing with Detroit is they don't have to play a guy immediately. So if you want to maybe go for a little more of a risky pick, you could go with Ritter. But looking at other options, let's look a bit. I mean... Kair Elam from Florida, he seems like a Dan Campbell kind of guy, but I'm not convinced that he would be the pick. This is a really interesting one. Some team might also trade into this spot. It's possible. But I'm still fancying quarterback. Unless you have something else here. I think you're either taking a corner because you've needed corner help. And uh, I'm sorry, what's his name? Uh, he was picked last year, third overall. I forget his name. Uh, I think it was Jeff. Uh, yeah, Jeff Okuda. Uh, Jeff, yes, Jeff Okuda. An absolute flop. No doubt they about that. They need corner help. They had all year. So I thought Alam at 6'2", 191. Uh, I like a little bit of height for corner, which is nice because all these guys are around uh, 5'10", 5'11", if you're lucky, six feet tall, and they're fast. A couple inches of height, not too oversized where he's got to be you know, gain a couple of pounds to be linebacker. I think this will kind of fit their system as far as playmakers. Right. But then you also have Hill from Michigan still in play here. Daxton Hill. I don't know if they want two Michigan guys in the first round, but maybe they would. <laughs> Some of the best class, best speed at the position... I mean, I think we could kind of just leave it on either or. All right, lock Hill in with this pick. I'll go Daxton Hill on, on this one. Okay. I don't think he'll draft us because I don't think he'll actually give us a uh, grade on each one. Nah, but, uh, I wouldn't from, pay for that. <laughs> but, from, but one to 32. Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchison, Ikemaquano, Sauce Gardner, Evan Neal, Kenny Pickett, Kayvon Thibodeau, Derek Stingley Jr., Malik Willis, Charles Cross, Kyle Hamilton, Trent McDuffie, Jermaine Johnson II, Jordan Davis, Devin Lloyd, Garrett Wilson, Devontae Wyatt, Trevor Pennon, Tyler Smith, Jamison Williams, George Karlaftis, Chris Olave, Drake London, Tyre Linderbaum, Nicobe Dean, Traylon Burks, Zion Johnson, Lewis Sine, Andrew Booth Jr., Sky Moore, Kenyon Green, and Dexter 
hill. Now, it took us a little over an hour to do this, which actually I really think is not bad for guys who haven't really ditched the dirt on much of this at all. So I guess it gets to the second point where it just goes, something to happen on draft day. Anything. Lay it on me. What do you think? What could happen in the first round of this draft? Well, I wouldn't be surprised if a run on receivers happened earlier than what we had. Garrett Wilson being the first off at 16, that was a little surprising to me. We have a bunch of really good receivers here, and I think someone's going to bite a little bit early. And And, uh, Baker Mayfield, I mean, I think he might be going somewhere. Is he worth a first-rounder? I... I just don't think that he has the no one has the leverage to give him a first round pick for. I think it would be a mid round pick. Probably. And I think that they're still gonna hang on to it until they fully know for certain that he's going to that Deshaun Watson's not going to get suspended, which that seems to be leading the case. Probably. So with that said. I really think it would end up being a fifth round for him, and that would be way after the draft. Otherwise, it would happen by now. Possibly. With that in mind, I think that there's a good chance that Kyle Hamilton really falls in the draft. We had him pick it for uh, number 11 by Washington. I think there's a good chance they take a receiver there. For Washington, particularly with uh, Terry McLaurin, their number one wide receiver, uh, pretty much uh, vetoing the team saying he needs a new contract. Hmm. I it's didn't not, think about that possibility. It, I didn't think about it at the time either, but I'm starting to think about it now. So we don't need to redo it. But it would be very interesting if they took uh, one of those receivers, however they rank them, however they rank them. There's always going to be somebody saying, this is my guy. I like him. If he's taken, that sucks. I got to go back to the board. It's no knock on Kyle Hamilton either. No, it isn't. It comes down to overall direction, and Riverboat Ron is the defensive first head coach. That he is. So with Kyle Hamilton still on the board, I'm okay with that. The big move that I think is brewing up, and I saved it for the, I said it in the beginning of the show. I'm going to say it at the last of the show. The Chiefs have 12 draft picks in this draft. 12. That is a lot. And that's also a lot for a team that was one game away from the Super Bowl. Mm Mm-hmm. So, of all the win-now teams, they usually don't have that many draft picks. So, this is also dependent on where you rank these quarterbacks. And if the Panthers are not going to take a quarterback, if they are, they're not going to do this. If they are not, they have to be open to this idea. 
as you know, they don't have a second or a third round pick. Correct. If they are not taking a quarterback, the Chiefs give them a second round pick and a third round pick and swap firsts. So they get their first round draft pick later on to use however they please. And they get a second and a third round pick to fill in the holes of the depth chart they have. So they do have a first round pick, a second, a third, two fourths, a fifth, and I believe a sixth and a seventh. So essentially the Chiefs trade up to move up to pick number six. Right. And I think they end up drafting a wide receiver, the best one of their liking. Really? You think they have to move up to six for that? I the only reason I say number six is because it comes down to when you give somebody what they want. If you are the Carolina Panthers, aren't you desperate to get a second and third round pick? Again, look at all the guys that are, have their jobs on the line this year, regardless of how they draft. Because look at their team, look at what's around them. They are in shambles. They do not have a good quarterback. They do not have their best player on their team can't stay healthy. Their best wide receiver is going to be hard for him to live up to a big contract he just signed because he doesn't have a good quarterback by him. The defense, well, they let one guy go. Their pass rush. Still developing. Right. The backfield I'm not too concerned about. But there's several needs on this team. Offensive line. Big time. Big time. Could they use another wide receiver? Maybe. They really need a tight end, which I think they could get late in the draft. I think as far as the most needs, like especially the biggest need I think for them outside offensive line is linebacker. Potentially. I look at all this up and down, and I don't see this as a homer. I think if they're like, hey, Carolina, I can get you that second and third round pick. Okay, I'm interested. Go on. I need you to fork over that first round pick, buddy. So you're saying 29-30, Chiefs second and Chiefs third for pick number six. Yes. Okay. That might come close. I but I don't have the draft pick value it, chart memorized. It's, but despa it's desperation. Close. And there's not too many needs. I, Correct. And, they, and with all the depth that the Chiefs have in this draft, they know how to establish value as well. Because if you remember, Legereus Sneed was a fourth or a fifth round pick. And right. he ended up being the best corner in that draft class so far. Right. It comes down to coaching and value. I'm okay by picking the good wide receiver I want because, again, Tyreek Hill took us hostage. He signed away. I don't think we're that desperate for corner. And I just don't think that those wide receivers outside of 
Christian in the second round if he's there. I'm just uncertain. And if you go for a team to take a pick lower than six, like let's say the Saints are okay with trading back, you know, one of those teams. Mm -hmm. We're talking around 15 or so. I think it's only going to cost you uh, probably like uh, a, a second and a fourth for that year. Maybe. And give and give him like a fourth or fifth round pick the following year. There's so many draft picks that they have, and since they have 12 in total, and their first eight picks come in the first four rounds. Mm-hmm. There's just so much depth to play around with. But again, the concept of 12 rookies going to the Chiefs. Not a concept I see. They wouldn't just waste or burn draft picks, and you can't necessarily trade them. So you have to trade those. You have to trade those assets. So you might say, "Oh, I think they're crazy for trading those draft picks." Yeah, but if you look at the salary cap hell in Los Angeles with the Chargers, I'm not sorry, not the Chargers, the Rams. They can't afford those rookie contracts those guys are getting for being drafted in the first round, the second round, the third round. If you can't afford it, you have to spend it somewhere. You got to trade the value for it. That's how they got Von Miller. That's how they got all these guys in their team. And you're probably saying, oh, I wish they would have a draft pick. Yeah, but if they didn't draft, if they didn't trade those picks. They don't win the Super Bowl. Correct. Yeah, they mortgaged the future for the now, and it paid off for them. So good for them. The plan worked. But But you were talking about the Chiefs trading up. I was wondering, what if you traded up with Houston at 13? It won't cost you as much, and you can still get a very good receiver at that point. You may not have your pick of litter, but I still think, you know, again, it just depends on who you want and you know who's gone prior the thing is houston won't give up pick number three they got to hold that one and they got to say all right our our big ticket the guy we are in enamored with we're we're taking him at third i think it's going to be a quanu but you know we'll see but with 13 that could be traded down because like i agree pff said team needs everything it, they're not wrong. <laughs> and also, if you could turn pick thirteen into more, I would, I definitely consider doing it. Also, just remember, last year they didn't have a pick until the third round. Correct. So, with them being so behind and with so many needs, that's another team I see them trading up with, potentially. Bingo. So, if those teams right pass up on X amount of wide receivers, like we did this draft. Mm-hmm. It's simple. You get pick number 29, and there's much to be desired there. You get an extra second and third round pick, and probably another third round pick the following year. Probably. That could be Which a very is, mutually beneficial trade. Because you get more picks to go with the depth of this team. Because there's, you don't know if you need a wide receiver or oh, a pass do. rusher. 
you know, mm -hmm. at certain picks, that is. Right. Essentially, you're going to need all of them. And if you could use, dependent on the pick, that wide receiver that could be the next playmaker could be in that second round. Exactly. They say that the offensive linemen are going to be taken in the third round. So if you get a Chiefs second and third round pick this year, that's just going to be another asset for you to get your receiver, your line. And, of course, it's two words. The best two words in football. Say it with me. Pass rush. rush. Can't My get man. enough of it. Can't get enough pass rush. It's like, oh, man, we got problems. What? We got too much goddamn pass rush. No, you don't. Things never said ever. <laughs> Things never said ever. I have too much pass rush. Precisely. <laughs> well, that just about wraps it up. Any final thoughts? Uh, that was my final thought. There's no such thing as too much pass rush. Well, that's a great way to close it out. So... Thank you for listening to this first round mock draft special. And on behalf of AJ Torres, I'm Josh McSwain. We'll see you next time.